Hey you all, welcome back to our channel. If you're new here, this is Joe and Jay Outspoken. Remember to follow all of our platforms. You can find them by going to Linktree forward slash Joe and Jay Outspoken. We are on Rumble, Locals, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and X. Today's show is for Tuesday, August 15th. I'm Jay, and today Joe and I are going to be going to chat about where we spent our early years in a small town growing up and how it shaped our future, now the present. So, Joe, you ready to go take a trip down memory lane? Oh, man, I'm so ready. Got so much to talk about. <laughs> it was like yesterday. Yes. I feel like a kid again. <laughs> everybody uh welcome back to the channel um we've got a, a little different episode for you here today joe and i are going to kind of discuss a little bit of our childhood memories and where sure we grew are. up in a uh small town and uh where it kind of brought us to where we are today uh, we're states apart halfway across the country right yeah yeah well we actually are across the yeah. country <laughs> From yeah, one for, extreme to the other, weather-wise, right? distance-wise, everything, man. You know what I mean? Everything. <laughs> east Coast, kind of. You're, you're yeah. closer to the East yeah. Coast, yeah. And uh, I'm closer to the West Coast, but yeah. They call it Midwest. I I don't know how they did that line. It's clearly not in the middle, but... Yeah. Right. You would think it be, would be Mid-East, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess you could say you're in the Middle East, but that would be kind of awkward, too. Bro. <laughs> they they already asked me if I am because of my skin color. Be, wow! They're, they're like, hey, "Are you uh, are you, are you uh, Lebanese? Uh, Mexican? Oh, well, close. <laughs> how, how was that close? Close enough. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Like whatever. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. <laughs> but just a quick note: there is a there is a huge population of Lebanese uh, living in Mexico. That's where we get those tacos al pastor, the ones that are on that little burner that you shave off. That's actually, that comes from Lebanon and we, we adopted it and uh, they're called tacos al pastor. Just a little, little info there for you guys that little, are not aware. info. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, uh, for those of you that don't know, Joe and I, uh, we grew up in the exact same town uh, all through our youth. What uh, we met in like eighth grade, right? Yeah. Yeah. Eighth grade, yeah, yeah, and because uh, you were you were you were in a uh, rival middle school, I was, yeah, uh, and then you came to the dark side, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of, another one of my really good friends, he, uh, we we went to the other middle school together, and then the that was our sixth grade year, and then seventh grade he went over to the school that you were already at, yeah, and yeah. so I was still stuck at that other school one more year. And I was like, man, this, this sucks. Cause we were like, uh, you know, really good friends. And then yeah. by the time I got over there the next year in eighth grade, I was so happy to be there, yeah. but it was funny because, you know, I was in band. So we used to travel all over the place and we ended up going to this, um, uh, parade. And it was funny because all the kids from that other middle school that we were in, yeah. came over and were saying hi to us because they were like, Oh my gosh, we miss you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, I've always thought about that with, um, when it comes to schools, really, you know, grade school and everything, you don't have so much of a, there's not competition right between schools so much. There may be a little bit as far as kids saying it, but when you get into middle school, the football teams and the bands and all that, they actually play one another. Right. So yeah. So there is a rivalry between the schools. And what's funny about that is so you're usually, you know, two, three, four, depends on how big the city is. You have a ton of these middle schools in the same town. Most of those middle schools, and again, depends on the size of the town, but we were in a small enough town, one high school. We had what, two, just the two middle schools, right? Two middle schools, yeah. Yeah, two middle schools. And so eventually those two middle schools are going to go to the same high school unless you, your parents moved or, or you were, there was another high school that kicked up after you and I, uh, we were in high school already though. I think we're like, was it our sophomore our year? Sophomore year. Yeah. That, that, that sophomore new year. high school kicked up, 
uh, open. And they took, um, and it was the, the city damn, next door. And it took all the damn good players too. I remember yeah. we got, <laughs> we got <laughs> killed, did. man. <laughs> it did. Like, yeah. Why? Why the division, man? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but you know, all those, the point was that those people that are rivals all of a sudden end up at the same place. And now, now you're together in that school and now you're rivals with another school that, you know, far away. And then we only had, and I don't even know if I want to call it a college, but we did, we had a college in the area at the time, a little community, community college. college. Yeah. 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 Community college. And so any of the high schools, Obviously, they all went to that community college, and they had a football team, and you know all the other teams that uh, tennis. I think they used to do pretty good at. Um, and I'm trying to think what other sports and stuff. But just anyhow, so you guys are just so you guys are aware, we were in a school um, where the sports we played uh, was golf, tennis, water polo. <laughs> so we're like, you know. It was it was a it was a good it was a it was like a melting pot of like every like it was mostly the the three major uh majority of people there were white Mexican and blacks right yeah yeah the majority there wasn't was a whole white lot. clearly but there was the Mexicans and blacks were the other two and that yeah. that was it man it wasn't really much yeah. of 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 a much and the Patels. I think it was just the Patels. So yeah, yeah so. the Patel family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's funny. Everyone they was there. a Patel family. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then there was a there was a couple aging kids, but not not very many, you know. Um the school that yeah, was they weren't allowed at our school because of affirmative action. They were not <laughs> they I'm were too kidding. smart to come to our school. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> they were gonna mess up the yeah. bell curve for us. So. <laughs> um so yeah. Yeah it but uh, uh it was, there's no it, Mexicans in a water polo team by the way. There wasn't? No. no. I think there was. No, there was. It was like one or two. It was like one or two. Huh. There was like one yeah, or two. I remember, I remember seeing it in my yearbook. I'm like, well, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> I just remember uh, a friend in, in – because, uh, uh, you know, being in band, and he yeah. was like, um, band hey, camp. man, would you w- – yeah, band camp. Um, uh, would you want to do water polo? And I'm like, that actually sounds cool. I'm a good swimmer and everything. And then uh, they came back with like all the list of stuff, and they're like, "You have to shave your legs." I'm like, "Heck no! I'm not gonna do water polo, <laughs> bro, bro." I knew a lot of people that did water polo, bro. They shaved their legs, or arms, eyebrows, everything. Everything. I'm everything. Like, bro, a little aerodynamic. I'm like, nah, yeah. we're good. We're yeah, good. Just to just to be speedier in the water. So although there I was, was like, a nah. there was a guy in our football team who I wish would have joined water polo. We we named his kid's nickname was Teen Wolf. He had a uh, unibrow. He was a, he had like a unibrow, bro. <laughs> man, I, I always wanted just to pluck those middle hairs and like, bro, you got to divide that thing, man. Divide and conquer, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. We have a, It was a. It was a very very interesting school. I love that our school. By the way, it was it was great. I, yeah. Our uh, our I colors our colors for our school were red, white, and blue. America. I mean, right. It was when I re- so you know I. What's cool about this is Joe looks at this from a little bit more of the sports side of things because he was in football and and wrestling and such and and I was in everything symphonic band concert band marching band uh, jazz band I, I did everything and marching band did you say marching band mar- and marching band yeah mm-hmm. and field shows and all that kind of stuff so flags we would, weren't you on flags you did flags I, too? I was a flag twirler whatever <laughs> <laughs> so um, I we would go to these tournaments and I remember one of the years, I don't remember which year it was. I want to say it was our junior year, but we had, I don't know who made this thing. It was this giant flag that went from like the, uh, I think it was a 30 to the 30 yard line on both sides, all the way down. And the band would be on the field, you know, doing the whole deal. Yeah. And then the color guard and stuff, they would run from the back and they'd have the flag come completely over us and it was crazy and the the crowd would everybody would stand up and cheer because you know you're we did have one the... of the best bands in, in the valley man that was pretty the, the band was awesome i loved our band and yeah uh, we we was... used to go up against uh like the best bands in the in the state you know yeah. and uh there's a difference between high school bands and then when you get into like drum and bugle corps and and um or um uh, gosh what do they call it 
it's been so long now, but there, you know, there's a higher end kind of stuff, but yeah. we were as high as you could get for, um, for local high school stuff. So it was really cool because uh, our, our teacher, our band director was, um, he was like, listen, we're not going to, they recommend because of the amount of students you have. Right. So if you have, and some bands had like 30 kids in the, in the band program, which was really sad. The the sad thing about most of the programs uh, at, at schools was that there's no funding. And, you know, a lot of kids, their parents, especially in inner cities and stuff, their parents can't afford to buy or even rent an instrument from a music store. So, um, you know, the schools would try to provide that stuff, especially like, uh, well, like drums and stuff like that you know, a parent's not going to buy a bass drum for a kid, you know, and they're expensive they're really expensive. And, um, and it's not like after you get out of school, you're going to carry around one bass drum and just be beat it, you know? So, uh, (laughs) but, (laughs) but kids buying like a trumpet or a saxophone or something like that, or renting, they may play that, you know, in later on in life or what have you. But, um, uh, we were lucky enough that our school at that time, money into the music program. The thing that was a big deal for me, you know, between like, like I know you being in sports and uh, me being in music programs, you know, kids that were in these different kind of programs, um, it, it was shown through like all the ASB uh, stuff that they had going on yeah. that kids that were in activities had higher GPAs than kids that didn't have anything to do because after school or before school, we were busy. You know, we had things that we practice and all kinds of like yeah. football. You guys had practice all the time. We had practice all. In fact, we had to fight for the field. Remember? Cause there like was, there was no fighting. We had, it was yeah. During, yeah. <laughs> Cause you guys I had that our, backup field, bro. You, you had the we entire did. backup field. The, and, we and, did. But you know, yes. you mentioned, you mentioned something right now that, that is kind of the, what we were talking about is you mentioned the programs, right? That the school had at the time. So one thing I want to mention is the difference of back living in a small town and today, because now today our town is not considered a small town, right? Even, even back then by, by today's standards, that wouldn't be considered a small town, but it was a small town to us because everyone knew each other. Everyone knew everybody. And, 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 you know, we knew the right. teachers, the teachers knew our parents. I mean, our parents actually came to the school. You'd always try to lie about when, when teacher night was and all that from parent <laughs> night was, but they always sent them mails, you know, back we had real mail that would come to your post office box or to your mailbox at your house. Mailbox um, at the house. Yeah. yeah. They don't, we didn't it. have email back then. <laughs> yeah. No email. And they'd read it. Right. And they're like, Oh, uh, Hey, when, uh, which day are we going? I'm like, damn it, damn it. You know? And I, I always tried to hit, <laughs> try to beat the mailman home, but that dude was onto me. And, um, and, and so they were involved, but you know, one thing I noticed that today's in today's society, right. Do you remember our classes that we had back there? At least that, that were offered. So <laughs> my senior, my senior year, I took, uh, I think it was called home economics uh, or home ec, yeah. Home ec. But, but all you did was cook, right? You, you learn cooking. how to, you basically <laughs> learn how to be, how to be a housewife or a man wife or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and dude, I remember me and, and one of, one of my, uh, linemen in football took that class because it, we didn't have a first period, right? Because we took, you know how you were back then, right? You, you take summer school and you get all your re- required classes. Right. So yeah. when you became a senior, you had like maybe four classes, <laughs> right? Right. You yeah. You and I both took some summer, summer yeah. school classes all the way through. Right. Yeah. So then I would come, we, I didn't have a first period. Second period was home economics class. So the teacher knew we were seniors and they're like, yeah. And the rest of the class were all female <laughs> and they were all freshmen. Right. And some sophomore. <laughs> So me and my me and my buddy would go and we'd make like chorizo burritos and we'd eat <laughs> breakfast, right? We cooked our breakfast. Teacher would leave us alone. We cook our breakfast and we and we'd leave. We were done, right? <laughs> we, we're, we're over. It's over. We're overrated. This class. We're done. But we had home economics, right? That taught people how to cook, right? How to yeah. how to maintain a home. Not even it doesn't have to be woman based, but just how to maintain a home. Single man, you know, whatever. Learn how to how to cook, how to maintain a house, whatever. We had yeah. small engines, remember? remember oh, yeah. small, small engines, engines class, right? Yeah. We had drafting, bro. I took mechanical drafting for Christ's sake. I, I had to mechanical learn, drafting too. I had to yeah. learn how to draw a screw. You know how yeah. difficult that was because you had yeah. math involved, bro. And I, I was horrible. Yeah. Man. But 
nowadays you look so they were preparing students not only like for a career college-based university educated based career but for a technical career as well right oh, yeah we had those things back in high school do you remember our driving education yeah in a trailer that anymore it was yeah, in a trailer, in the trailer on a module the simulators bro. yeah the simulators we, we had simulators bro <laughs> yeah and and like how cool was that? Then when we go drive, yeah. I mean, then you had to drive. But I mean, everything was like to us was like, oh my god, this is so much work, right? But you look back now, and and you see what they offer in schools now. You're talking about you know your transgender story times and all these other crazy shit that's happening out there. Um, and you're like, how? Why did kids were successful? We're talking Generation Xers, right? That's what who we are. Um, yeah, they they become successful. What came out of our generation? Great music computers, phones, everything came out of our generation, right? Yeah. It, it just minds, bro. They were thinking, like our last episode, we talked about AI, right? And how it's just going to make people stupider. Th- that's what's happening today. Stupiderist. Yeah, the stupiderist <laughs> of them. Um, but the, even the teachers were more engaging. They weren't really talking about, like, stupid oh, things, yeah. right? They, they'd no, call, no way. They'd call you on, you know, you'd be, you'd be doing stuff, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? Ah, come here. You know, and and they, they, but it was good teaching. It was good learning. They were engaging. They were, you know, it, it's just things have changed so much as far as what's what kind of classes you could take drastically, then, bro. It is like what are kids learning nowadays in high school? Like I don't, I don't even know anymore. I'm like the standards. I'm sure have changed. I'm sure it's you know you got the basics of English, math, but. I don't know, bro. What's your take on that, man? You know, you we grew up together in the school and you yeah. see what's going on now. What, what's your take on that? Well, um, so do you remember? Uh, and I know we weren't going to say a lot of names on here, but uh, he's so old. I don't know if he'd even be around anymore. Mr. Adams. Yep. He was yep. in. He yep. was mm-hmm. one of the coaches. Mm-hmm. Yep. He Forever. also taught. He also taught consumer math. And I took that class. It was one of the best classes ever. I mean, I took algebra and geometry. And I mean, by the time I got into it, Jay was a smart one. I was not. (laughs) I was, I was a muscle. I was a muscle for him. By the time, by the time I got into college, you know, I had to do uh, like uh, trig and and physics and everything. It was. (laughs) So what, but anyways, uh, what is that consumer's math? So the consumer math, um, Mr. Adams, I remember him bringing an actual physical, and I think it was his checkbook. I don't know, but he like blew it up and and made photocopies so we could like fill out checkbooks and um, you know and and uh, create a ledger for it. So like every time you did a check, how mm-hmm. to fill the ledger out. Um, all I mean, uh, he did stuff on filling out paperwork for like buying a car and a home. You know, like loan paperwork and. Uh, all kinds of stuff of course real back- real world things yeah dude i'm <laughs> sitting there we're going over and i'm trying to uh no i won't say his name but you know who i'm talking about he was in that class and we mm. were both we were laughing and and uh <clears throat> um saying that man we spent all this time learning sine and cosine and all this other nonsense <laughs> that we will ne- and i haven't used since i graduated and the stuff that was taught in that one class one class I've used my entire life, you know, and it's been buying really a house, important. Buying a car, whatever buying, the thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and bro, it's, it's the funny thing is, is that, I mean, I had a period in my life that my credit score kind of took a dip because I get stupid with credit cards and yeah, everything yeah. else. Drugs. You know, for the last drugs. Yeah. <laughs> NyQuil, man, I was addicted. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, for the last, I don't even know how many years, man, I, I remember the first time, Gosh, it was in the early 2000s. I got the letter that was you're in the 800 club, you know, for your credit score and all that. And and uh, I really, truly believe that everything I got taught in that math class had a lot to do with that because it, yeah. it gave me just enough basis that I knew enough to not go off the deep end and be stupid with, which I did at one time. I kind of got careless for a little while. and um, But the difference now is that there's so many things. Well, okay hold on, put the brakes on for a second. If you look around the world um, and you can Google this and we did this on one of our previous episodes, we had a little clip that was up there that was talking about um, like the STEM programs, you know, Mm -hmm. science, technology, engineering, math. We are way down the list in the United States as far as scoring and everything in that part of that 
is because we are teaching nonsensical stuff that doesn't, doesn't mean anything to anybody as far as getting them prepared to go out into life, into the real world. Let's face it. Schooling is to prepare you for one thing, to get a job and be a worker the rest of your life. It truly is. School does not prepare you to be an entrepreneur. The thing that's crazy is you have some Gen Zers and, you know, and some millennials that, that are coming up now that are finding out about things like YouTube and Instagram and OnlyFans and all these other things. And they're making a lot of money because they're becoming entrepreneurs themselves. Now, the only thing is, is they're stumbling upon it, right? Other people are doing it. They do it. They make some money. The problem is, is what happens if their channel gets deleted or something happens and they have no backup plan, right? They ditch school. They didn't care about anything else. And, and they're not prepared for the workforce and they can't get out there. And one of the biggest things that I see a problem with, um, and a lot of it was the last few years is that they can, uh, a lot of younger the younger generation can't communicate with one another. They can be keyboard warriors and get on and, you know, say how everybody else is terrible and, and ruin their lives and everything, but they can't actually physically hold a conversation uh, with somebody in person, you know, try to go uh, interview for a job or something like yeah, that. And it's, well, you know, really difficult. Shoot, them, I took, so. I think I took toaster. Was it toasters international or something like that? Toastmasters. Just so I could learn to speak in public because I was yeah. like a little, I, I was, I never had a problem talking in public, but I never was like to sit there and say a speech or something like that, man, that, that, that stuff was awesome. It was great work, but you know what? It like, is. It, it, it has changed so much. And you're right about that. There's, there's a lack, there is a barrier. There's a, 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 there's something going on where we, we miss there's this big gap and we need to bridge it right because there's a big difference from when our generation we grew up in a, in a small town versus how society is today we've we've lost a lot of connection um between that i think one of the biggest things and one of the biggest factors to that is i think like what was one of the reasons that you went to school and you did good in school it was our parents right or, or, absolutely our parents, our parents weren't playing around back in the day you know, yeah. uh, my, like I, I had like growing up with my parents, um, we owned small business, right? So I had to get up early and we, we lived in a ranch. So I get up early in the morning. We had to go feed animals, right? We had to go do that. And then we had to get ready to go to school. Um, we got taken to school because I lived, uh, like five, six, seven miles away from our school. Um, because I didn't want to go to that school. That was our rival school. I wanted to go to our school now because I grew up around our school all the time. And so I, I'd go to school, you know, have to do good in school because it get my, my, my ass whooped by my dad if I didn't do good, right? <laughs> get out of school, do whether it was stay after school, do sports, whatever, go to work, right? Because I had to work at my dad's stores, go to work, stay there till late at night. I had to go to the, his office and do my homework. Then the rest of the day I had to do work, go home, have dinner do it all over again the next day. I mean, that was my life. I mean, they, there was yeah. not like you had chores, you had things to do. I mean, there was no like in between, I mean, weekends were cool. Right. Cause, um, we had a roller rink right in front of our store. So dude, I was a, you know, I was a skate master. I remember, remember the roller? I rink? remember that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Turned into yeah. a pawn shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a pawn shop now, but it's pawn the, shop. Yeah. yeah but, the, but, but you know what I mean? That's, and that's the thing. And here's the thing. I remember that roller rink, right? I would go over there and and I do <laughs> I do something bad or whatever, bro. They would rat on me like so quickly. They there was these twins, Cora and Dora, greatest beautiful girls, redheads. You know, what? and uh, they would go there rat on me, bro. I thought I'm like I thought you guys were my friends. You know, they'd go over there rat on me right away, like n- no no sweat. But again, this is happens because you're in a small town. Like there was yeah. a restaurant next door. My dad didn't know this, so like every Friday. Uh, but I had a tab next door, bro. I'd go over there and order burritos, order food. I just tell them right on a tab. <laughs> and then come Friday, they come charge my dad. My dad's like, Where, "Where's this from?" And he's like, uh, "Junior over there." I'm like, All right, "I gotta eat." You know what I mean? <laughs> but it, it's just like, but I'm sure, like where you lived, because I know exactly where you lived. Everyone knew you and your family, right? Oh yeah. And yeah. why don't you tell us the the little the little difference in in the community for you? And you know what I'm talking about, because yeah, th- tell me a little bit about that and, and how that is different in today's society. So, yeah, that the area that I was in was just north of where Joe was at. And and um, 
the so we were talking about earlier you know the school um was primarily probably white folks mm-hmm. but i you know what i don't know it didn't it didn't it seemed like it was more of a 50-50 thing between but, but there was the probably thing. more we, we didn't look at color bro yeah, we, we never looked did. At, we we looked at the stoners. Was, we looked yeah. at at the, at the jocks. <laughs> and, we looked and at, there was that's right, man. There the, was white dudes and black dudes and the, Mexican the, guys that were stoners the, and there were, the emu <laughs> kids, right? The emu kids. Uh, oh, and the, yeah. The uh, what the heck? The what were they called back then? Yeah, I'm trying to think of that. Were they were all black and yeah. painted their face yeah. white? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? There was a couple of the girls that were in band with me that did that. What, e, like not emo. What the it, goth, was, goth. Goth. That's, that's what, what it was. was. Goth. Yeah. And they were so <laughs> cool. And I had one of them for uh, class, and she was really. In fact, I think I think she became a teacher after after uh, school and everything. But so the neighborhood I was in. Um, there actually wasn't a lot of white families. I, I it was known for up, its violence. It was it yeah. was a gang ridden community. It was it was called, we called it it was called Northside. <laughs> uh, and what was funny is that a lot of the the kids that were like gangsters or whatever you want to call them, and it, it was a different a whole different thing back then. But um, and there was a, you know there was a few people doing the graffiti thing, but it wasn't as big as it is was later on and is now. Yeah. But the funny thing is my dad drove a truck for a living and he knew a lot of the guys in the area because they were truck drivers or they worked on docks and all that kind of stuff. So um like any of those kids would come by and I remember because my dad would always be in the garage and you know and all of us kids all rode BMX bikes around the neighborhood and everything. Stolen. And this stolen ones. Uh, mine never was. My gut, I had one get stolen once. Um, but uh, I remember kids like would come up to my dad and be like, "Hey, can you feel the tires up in my bike?" Because he had a you know air compressor. pump and a lot of yeah. the yeah compressor and a lot of the a lot of the dads didn't. You know, a lot of them were struggling and yeah, trying to no. do all they could. And um, one of the things you know, kind of going back on on the thing with getting good grades and everything. I think there was a different mentality for us too, because of the way we were raised with our parents. So you had that fear, right? Like the fear of God, you had yeah. the fear of your parents that Absolutely. I'm going to get my butt beat. But here's the other thing. This was the, and this followed me through my life too, because at the time, like my, you know, my dad's passed away, but he was alive at the time, obviously. And then my grandparents were alive and, and I more than fear of like getting my butt beat, I always had a fear of disappointing them, you know, and, and nowadays that's probably one of the big ones for me is I feel that kids do not care what their parents think. Don't respect their parents. Zero respect. Well, if they don't respect teachers, police officers, and listen, you can have a bad teacher that, you know, you need to go to somebody else and tell them, Hey, this teacher is not cool. Like they touch me funny or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, I never had that experience. uh, I wish I wanted to. I did. Yeah. I had an English teacher, I wish. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, uh, and same thing, police officer that, you know, 90% of your 95% plus of your police officers are doing a good job. The ones that aren't, you need to report them, you know, don't be disrespectful to the other 95 and the teachers, but they lived parents. amongst us as well. Remember that? Well, the police, yeah. everybody was like, it was they a did. one big yeah, community. My pr- yeah, the kid down on the corner, his his dad, I remember he worked for the, uh, I don't remember if it was a sheriff's or the police department, but he was a police officer. So, because, yeah. you know, I was a kid, yeah. sheriff's police, they Felt were all the, the same, same at that no. time. No. He might have even been, no, nah, he wasn't highway patrol. He was one of the other two. But um, um, yeah, that whole neighborhood, I mean, we had a park that we would get, uh, take the bus from, and there was a mix of kids over there. Yeah. My, you know, my, buddy that you know who i'm talking mm-hmm. about that was black he lived like two streets up from me and yep. him and i palled around all the time like from kindergarten man we started hanging but out you honestly in that area you were the minority yeah <laughs> you were the minority you really were there wasn't many of us no man. there wasn't there hardly the, the any white you the, stuck the whiteys, out the whitest were <laughs> bro not you were you were honestly you were like the uh, q-tip in the middle of the mud you know what i mean 
Wow, that's you a know, good description. Yeah, bro, you were. I'm like, damn. I mean, it's like, even now, you know, because people in our small town, people didn't move away. People like the next generation kept the no. homes or whatever the case that's right. is. They, they never went away. And like I was saying, we never looked at our friends like as color. We looked at them as like no. the group they belonged to. Never. Like, you would never think that in middle school, I was that, that little uh, Mexican white boy that wore the Ralph Lauren polo button-down shirt with jeans that would go play Dungeons and Dragons in the library. You know what I mean? Oh, that yeah. was that was me, bro. Remember that? That was me, yeah, you know? That's it, so funny. It, But that is just the, how we grew up. We didn't grow up based on our color. We grew up around based on what oh, we no. did or we liked to do, whether it was hang on a library, play D&D, or whether it was play sports, or whether we dressed like goth, or we liked to, because it was a smoking section, remember? And the senior, yeah. in the senior, uh, oh yeah, the quad. senior quad, yeah, uh, there was the, yeah. the, the smoking. If you were a smoker, stoner dude, you know, or if you were, <laughs> you know, if you were um, the 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 rocker with the long hair, you know what I mean? Uh, any, I, I had long hair. You did. So <laughs> whatever group it was, I mean, you everyone got along. It was funny back, like you mentioned about the gangs that we had. We had quite a bit in our. We had the South Side, the North Side, the PW Side. Um, you know what I mean? You remember I know what PW, you're talking right? about. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know what's funny? They never miss with anybody that wasn't part of those communities. They only miss with each other. Oh, no. They never yeah. miss with it. They would say, yeah. they'd be down walking the halls like in their cholo ways and be like, what's up? You know, be like, hey, what's up, man? You know, now that was it, right? They wouldn't, yeah. they wouldn't pick a fight. Nothing, man. It was so different back then because people, as much as they didn't respect each other in those rival gangs, they respected period they respected people they respected right. people that weren't part of that group you know and, and i think that's what we've lost the, the, that whole respect and i think that's you hit the the nail on the head with that is that we've lost respect like it was funny growing up my kid i, I never forget this my my oldest boy i never let my kids go to people's house to spend a night i i'm not i was one of those parents i didn't like that and um it just, I, I don't know the parents. I don't know what their habits are. I don't know if they walk around in their underwear. I don't, I, I don't, you know, all these questions as a, as a parent, all these things come to your mind. Right. And you're like, right. ah, I don't, I'm not going to risk that. Just stay home. They could spend yeah. the night here, you know? And, uh, so uh, of course my, my ex-wife convinced me one day. You're like, yeah, you got to stop being that way. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. So he went to this friend's house and he was, he's a little white kid. Right. And he comes back the next day bro and he was just, <laughs> i can't even imagine oh man i'm like i'm like hey what's going on buddy he's uh yeah the, I, I don't think i want to stay the night over there i go well, what happened <laughs> he's, he's, all, he's all man my friend like my, his mom called us to eat dinner and he just like yelled at her like we're up here playing together i'm yelling and i'm like huh Whoa. Really? I go, yeah, dad, I've never, dad. I go, what, what do you think would happen if you, you did that? Oh, dad, I would have been picking my teeth up from across the room. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> probably would, boy. you know, but it was nah. so, it was so funny that, that, that stuck to my head to think. I'm like, and I told my, my, my wife then, I'm like, this is why I don't let them spend the night yeah, at people's no, house. They come back all corrupt. And, and right? next thing you know, they be yelling at me and I'm going to have to yeah. put a little schmack attack. You know what I mean? But, um, <laughs> That little kid is probably in Antifa and voted for our current president. So yeah, you're saying. not right. No, not my kid. The little other kid. The other kid. Yeah, guys. the little the other, other kid. Yeah. <laughs> but but see, those are the things that have changed. Like in the community I lived, I was surrounded by law enforcement and corrections and all kinds of things. We watched out for each other, man. Everyone, the neighbor's doors. Yeah. And this is even when it, us even being as an adult, like someone left the garage door open, I'd go over close it because you know how we do right hit the button you jump over the b invisible beam and the hit beam. your head on the door coming down and knock yourself out but we we took care of each other you know so we saw someone's car had left open we shut the door we call them everyone knew each other numbers i remember growing up when we were just moving into our ranch uh where we lived we had we taken all these things over there we started moving around my dad started moving put everything over there. i was a little kid so we went the next day our lawnmowers were gone. All lawnmowers, all kinds of equipment was gone. And we're like, damn, we just moved here. We got robbed. You know, because it was out in the, in the boonies. Along comes this neighbor. He's all, hey, 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 neighbor, blah, blah. Hey, man, these guys, they try to sell your stuff. We got them. Beat the crap out of them. We got all your stuff. It's at our house. Dude, <laughs> I'm like, what? My dad couldn't <laughs> believe it. He's like, oh, my God. So try that in a small town. Try that in a small town. <laughs> 
you know, and, and these guys were riffraffs. They were just, they were coming out. They were driving out to the middle of nowhere where there's houses and they saw this house that was no one there and they just went to rob it. Right. But the neighbors who are farmers, we mess around with farmers, bro, down in California. Yeah. They, get, they don't mess around. And they, they beat the crap out of them, bro. And they took all our stuff. And then they gave, they, when we got there, they brought them all back to us. And I'm going to tell you something, Jay. In, in that, 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 I remember that house that we lived in, I grew up in. Our door was never locked. Our back gate was never locked. The, no, the, kids yeah. in, the kids in the community would come and go swimming. You know, they come swimming at our house because we were the only family that had a swimming pool in the middle of farmland, right? And my mom would make food for them. They'd go eat. And, you know, they'd come love coming over there. And like, but we all got along. Every, I, I'd walk in people's houses like it's my own, you know, yeah. and you'd grab food and they didn't care. That's yeah. it. And they yeah. knew your parents. They, they, and, you right. know, I, bro, being Mexican, you got a lot of issues, right? Because, you know, the parents, when they hand <laughs> you over to somebody like to babysit or whatever, they hand your booty next to it. They give them their booty. Like if it makes me that whip his ass. You know, yeah. and th that's like an ongoing. They did that in middle school. I, my dad signed that damn paper to get that. Get us. Oh, the paddle. A, the paddle, bro. I'm like, are you kidding me? So not yeah. only am I going to get it I at remember school, that. I was going to get it at home. When I got home, my dad was going to beat me, too. So I'm like, that's a like that's double jeopardy. bro. It's against the law somewhere. But anyway, we we walk in people's house like nothing, man. We built tree houses and in, in trees. We did. Oh, yeah. Where else would you, where else would you build a tree house? Right, that's kind of stupid. I said that, but anyway, so <laughs> we built tree houses and in a cactus. In a cactus. <laughs> but um, but we did. You know, we we everyone got along, and everybody's like. And if something happened to a neighbor, everybody was there, right? Yeah. We had a um, a neighbor who's they got they got hit by a car or something like that. And what happened? They're like the kids. We, my mom, they told my mom, could you watch it? My mom's like, we'll watch the kids. So you go, go to the ambulance with them. Yeah, we got the kids. We took them, you know, I tortured yeah. them, but we kept them. We took them. <laughs> um, but, but that's what small towns did. That's what communities yeah. did. You know, even, even in our, in, in where we lived in the city, we did that. Like people would come to my dad's store and steal, bro. Guess what? They'd be coming right back because some, somebody else that saw them came right back. That's and right. And brought them, and of course we get our stuff back after a little beat down. But everybody, yeah. everybody looked out for each other. Um, what a story! My dad was a big uh, advocate of illegal aliens, right? He back then, I don't know if you remember when the Border Patrol had those Chevy Blazers. They treated um, illegals very bad. They they would grab them and throw them in the back of the truck like they were dogs, and they were horrible. They'd beat them down. There was no rules. You know, I'm all for building the wall, but there's there's humanity. You gotta be, you know, whatever. So my dad, right. my dad, my dad would. Yeah. My, my dad would always fight for them and he'd fight with the border patrol and say, you can't be doing that. Blah, blah. So they took his ass one day. They're like, Oh, you want to, all right, let's go. And they took him. And, uh, so my mom was there by herself. She didn't know what to do. She wanted to leave. Well, those twins that I was telling you about earlier from across the street, the roller rink, Corandora, Corandora. Uh -huh. Yeah. They came over, bro. They, they, they took over cashiering and running the store while my mom took off. The, oh wow! The community came together to to help out. Yeah, I mean, it's just stuff like that. You don't see that anymore. You know, you'll see it here and no. there, but it's usually older people that you see that happening from. It's just society as a whole has changed so much, bro. The things have happened yeah. so much that we are. Um, I saw this um, advocate, and of course, it's for the left, right? And and they don't get off that racist train, and they're talking about you know the 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 white supremacy and white privilege and blah 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 and and what do you think they were spewing they're saying we need to divide and conquer divide and conquer these are what these lefty and tifa people are saying bro now nah. so what do you think is happening today everything's being divided by the lowest common denominator you know i mean it wasn't so Every, everything is a, a division platform, right? I mean, you know, we take like schools, we, we've come full circle and you start off early by teaching kids, well, you don't like the other school, but then they get into the same school. So now they're friends where they used to be enemies, but now you don't mm -hmm. like another school. So, and then once you go to the college, now you're friends, but now you don't like the other college. And we don't like sports teams in other states. We don't like other states, you know, and we've divided the country into 
a red and blue, right? Yeah. Left and right, Republican, Democrat, whatever you want to say. All the independents are yelling right now. How about us back here? <laughs> um, <laughs> What's their the color? Green Party and yeah, uh, I think independent yellow. Independent is yellow. I think it's yellow. Yeah, and um, I think and then the Green Party's green, of course. But uh, <laughs> mauve. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, there's so many different little yeah. micro parties. Some somebody's going to be stupid and bring the Whig Party back eventually. Oh, they so, should come back. I think right. I, I want to wear a powdered wig eventually. But so now you've so let's say the the country is split fifty fifty, mm-hmm. and that's not good enough. Now you have to split within those fifty fifties. You have to split everybody by race and color, and then by religion, and then by sexual orientation, and then by what you think you want to be called. You know. Um, and, and just keep chipping away until you've just got all these pieces everywhere. The thing is, is how do you, so you're a King, right? Or a dictator, whatever you want to say, and go back way back in time when there wasn't guns or wasn't any of that kind of stuff. And you were living in kind of a, not a castle, but you know, a fortress of some sort. And you had two groups of people coming up. You had a bunch with pitchforks and a bunch with, um, torches and they're all marching towards you. And your advisor, you say, how do we stop them? And the advisor says, well, you get the guys with pitchforks to believe that the guys with torches want to take their pitchforks and vice versa. And that's how all this stuff starts. And there, there's so much division making in politics, in media, in social media. I mean, look at posts and, and go th- read um, comments. Man, it's it's crazy how divisive the comments become really quickly on the most basic of of things you know and you mentioned something earlier uh, about like doors not being left open yeah. i remember my grandparents house i don't i didn't even know they had a lock on their door <laughs> dude i keep, my mom would drop me off there or, or we would go over or or you know i just like i remember specifically like on halloween and stuff like that i'm in a mask and you know and i just walk right in the house and they're like who's this walking and it's cast nobody yeah right and it was me of course but they didn't know that but their door wasn't locked because it wasn't something anybody worried about or thought of and it you know years later is when stuff like that started happening and you Mm -hmm. know when it started happening when people started become becoming divided and when there was issues between races and all that kind of stuff Um, you know, and and it's just back to that old tribalism thing. Um, but yeah, I, I am really proud that, you know, we had the opportunity, man, to grow up, you know, how we did, where we did. What's that? We were lucky. Oh, yeah. I think, and I was, I I lucked out and raising my kids still in that, having that, yeah, that era in them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, we yeah. all could have been well, better I mean, fathers, but I, I think my kids are very, I'm very fortunate to have my children and they're not like some of them are today, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They didn't turn into complete psychos. Well, yeah. I'm, as any, any parent, and this is anybody, if I could go back in time, I'd change this about what I did in my life. And, you know, as a parent, yeah, you know, I did a good job, but I would have changed these things about being a, with my kids, you know, and, uh, I mean, shoulda, coulda, woulda, but yeah, we were very fortunate and it's too bad that, you know, towns, towns and cities and suburbs and urban areas, whatever you want to say, have really, um, you know, turned, turned for the worst. Um, and I'd say the one thing for folks that are listening, if, if you want to raise your kids somewhere decent, get out of big cities, big cities are, I mean, it doesn't matter where it's at. Um, your state, my state, the state we were in, state we were in falling apart, but, um, all the biggest cities in every state, every biggest city in every state is, a just a dumpster fire. I mean, they all are. And, and there's a, there's a pretty common denominator reason between all of those states, why they're, or those cities, why they're like that. And, you know, I, if I have to say it, then, and you don't get what we're, what I'm trying to get at, then you're, you've been blinded by the system. Um, it's pretty easy to just look it up, look at statistics, figure out, you know, 
the top worst cities in the country, you might have one that blips off to the other side or what have you. But for the most part, the it's the same common denominators between, you know, these failed cities, failed programs, um, just everything. The the politics yeah. in it is just just the, the worst. And and, you know, when we were kids, there really wasn't. A you know, we knew about politics, but it wasn't really a, a thing because, no. you know, the the presidents or the mayors or whatever, they might have ran slightly right of center or slightly left of center or whatever. But everybody kind of came yeah. back to center. They weren't far you know, off the opposite direction. No, there was no, no. extremist. And and uh, now, I mean, if you the people that are on the super extreme right and super extreme left, it gets kind of kind of crazy, you know, what people are thinking and and uh and what's sad is being just a, a a standard conservative or like for folks on the left you know classical liberals um i mean they are basically looked at as fascist now at this point yeah by the by the you know super hardcore left because they look at classical. you t take like uh dave rubin you know he's he's still to this day even though he you know, talks a little bit more about kind of things that uh, run over to the conservative value right. side of things. He's still a classical liberal. And I respect the heck out of that. I really do, because he still believes in what he believes in. He believes in the site, you know, the things that he's passionate about and everything. And but he's realized that those people way far left, they're, they're crazy. They yeah. really are. And they and that's they on both sides of the spectrum. That's on both sides is. of the it's spectrum. On, it's super on both sides. I mean, I, I, I said this and it's this is getting way a little bit from the whole small town thing. But, you know, the whole thing that happened on January 6th, <clears throat> I've said this to a bunch of people. There was not a single conservative there There that. Uh, so let me take that back. There wasn't a single conservative that uh, went into the to the Capitol building that, quote unquote, broke in. Um, you can debate all day whether they were let in, they broke in, whatever. It doesn't matter. There was no conservatives there. Were there maybe Trump supporters? Absolutely. Were there uh, Republicans? Absolutely. Were there people planted by the FBI? Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Capitol Police. But there weren't conservatives. Because let me tell you something. People that are conservative won't do that. And if they say they are and they did that, they're, then they're not conservative. Yeah. So so when you believe in what you believe in and you have a, a good passion for the, you know, for the good and for the right and, and uh, um believing that people should have the right to, you know, have their own opinion and say their own thing. And that's the way we were brought up. Yep. I mean, in the town we were in, like we said in the beginning of this, it was never about color or, you know, some of us, you know, were less fortunate. I mean, race I, is taught, bro. We, race is taught. Absolutely. Absolutely. Two little babies of different color, different speech, religion, whatever. They don't know that until they are told that. Yeah. Until they are told so I, to I, be. I, I think if we just could take a little bit of that small town mentality, small town attitude into the city, that'd be great. I think the difference is that in a small town, you're forced. You're almost forced to know your neighbor, to get to know your neighbor, to help them. And then when you start talking to people, here's the thing. When you start talking to people that you don't know, you start liking things about them and before you know it you become friends and before you know it you're neighbors right and i don't mean in a physical way but in a neighbors that in a biblical way because it's you know love thy neighbor right um right and and i think that's important and we've gone away from that so final verdict jason aldean uh try that in a small town do you believe it you think they're gonna get a whooping <laughs> if they try anything like that in a small town i i do believe it i think uh when we were youngsters and even if it was kids from the PW, like you said earlier, you know, um, and somebody from North Side or whatever, they weren't. But if somebody came from out of town and started stuff, I guarantee you, I oh, yeah. guarantee you, those guys would have joined up and a hundred percent been against the people that were coming out from out of town trying to start something. A hundred percent, because because all of those people, even though they weren't, you know, super cohesive with one another. Um, they loved where they lived mm -hmm. and they, you know, they, they were proud of where it. they oh, lived. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and the thing is, is a lot of those folks, you know, you lived on South side and North side. I'm a, I was a North sider, you know, and if some of the guys that were there, they didn't like guys on the South side, but however, their aunt 
or grandmother or somebody lived down there, you know, and they would protect them, yeah. you know, with everything. Um, I was from the deep yeah. south. I wasn't from the south side. I was from the deep south. Deep south. Yeah. The deep south side. Yeah. Well, listen, everybody, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I'm Jay, and that's Joe, and this has been Joe and Jay Outspoken. If you had fun or learned anything, do us a favor, like, subscribe, and comment, and share. If there's a topic you would like to see us cover in the future, let us know at joeandjproductions.com forward slash ideas. Uh, if you would like to help the cause, it can be as small as liking, subscribing, and commenting. You can also grab merch from the Outspoken store or become one of our Patreon members. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Take care of one another. And remember, do better, be better. And as always, God, God bless, bless America. America.